it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Hey, Buck O. Let's go, Indiana Hoosiers. We got our guy. What a week to be an Indiana Hoosier. I mean, come on. We went toe to toe with Kansas and came out on top. On today's Often Daunted, I will be getting into the McKenzie and Baco commitment, the uh, whirlwind of emotions and uh, expectations surrounding that commitment, and uh, what I believe this means for the Indiana Hoosiers. But uh, before we get into what a huge, colossal, massive victory this is for the Indiana Hoosiers, you don't don't t- don't downplay this. Don't tell me to. Oh, come on! I mean, he hasn't played yet. We it's a expectations things. This is a huge get and a huge victory over Kansas. It is. If this isn't beating the Empire, this is getting the blueprint. This is Rogue One, y'all. We just got the blueprint. And uh, I'll be getting into all that, all that down the line. But uh, you know, as I am, I'm trying to keep this show a little more uniform now, a little more uh, regular so that you guys come back knowing what to expect. And uh, maybe I get a few more return listeners that way. So uh, just before we get into the Mbako commitment and uh, all the rest of the just wonderful Indiana Hoosier news we have going on, um, let's uh, take a look at the national news uh, around the country. All right, if your head was under a rock for the entire week and you happened not to peek out at all, you might have missed the fact that Bob Huggins said a uh, rather discouraging slur on the airwaves, um, called Xavier a bunch of Catholic uh, F-words. It's just, yeah, not great. I mean, you can go to anywhere else to hear thoughts on this, hear uh, a little more critique on it, Uh, just the news that comes down with it. Uh, we see that he'll receive a $1 million salary cut in a suspension. It was ludicrous what he got caught saying. Um, and uh, just absolutely reprehensible. Idiotic and reprehensible. I honestly just don't even want to touch that subject. So, yep, uh, I'm sure you've heard every angle of that discussion. Uh, all I can say is not surprising that he's not out. I mean, it is the year that, I mean, this is the time that somebody would be out for that. But uh, if short of murder, doesn't look like Bob Huggins is getting fired from uh, that West Virginia job. Now, I'm not saying he should. I'm not saying he shouldn't. A million dollars is an absolute shit ton of money to find somebody. Um, So, yeah, if I was ever paying a million dollars, you know damn well. I, I, I mean, I hope to God I feel like, yeah, I'm paying for this. To, I don't. It's just... That is a ludicrous amount of money to pay for saying that, and uh, I think it's a it's a fair punishment. It is. Some people are probably calling for his head, calling for his job, but a million dollars is quite the punishment. No way around it. Of course, when when these guys are making X amount, it's it's all monopoly money at some point. But yeah, tough look for Bob Huggins every way around it. Yeah, that just doesn't play at all. It, it, those Louisville uh, radio hosts gave him every chance to backpedal to uh not say what he said and he said it again i believe it was uh insane and uh glad mike woodson isn't caught on a hot mic like that knock on wood god dang he'd never a little big 10 news uh monday it was announced that 41 athletes in eight different sports 15 at iowa state and 28 at iowa um were facing illegal gambling allegations uh the players listed 
Um, included Iowa's best, uh, biggest slugger right now on their baseball team. Uh, a couple men's football players, men's football, a couple football players, uh, a couple men's basketball players, and wrestling were all affected by this investigation going on. I mean, you've heard every take given on this, and I just figure I'll just give a little one here. I'd like rules are rules, okay, guys. Before I say any of this, rules are rules, and I'd love to see any Hawkeye go down as much as the next guy. But the this is a chance to set a precedent by the NCAA, and uh, I mean, honestly, Iowa seems to be doing a decent job of self policing this. So hopefully, maybe it doesn't have to be uh, entirely decided by that. But yeah, rules are rules. I, but uh, I'm I honestly just want them to be lenient because I feel like if I sit here in a microphone and say, I mean, off with their heads. Every single one of them should be going down. Every single student athlete, every single person I root for will be going down next week. That's just how my luck goes. That's just, I mean, I'm sorry you guys are in this bunker of Indiana fandom with me because I'm a very unfortunate person, I think, (laughs) when it comes to my uh, invested sports interests. I I just know the sick cosmic jokes the universe will play on me at times and i know if i'm calling for their heads on this radio on this podcast my teams are going down all around so let's see how it goes just as a indiana observer um an interesting story to uh, keep an eye on i mean if you bet on your own sport of course go down that's absolutely ludicrous that's ridiculous even if it is like your own sport and different teams because guess what you could have went to high school with those guys you could have some insider information that that's a no play um just leave it professional. End of story. On Monday, Boo Booey announced that he will be returning to Northwestern next season. Now, now I, I usually have an hour commute to and from work. And in this time, I was just thinking about how uh, no one that prior to last season, nobody feared Boo Booey like this. Northwestern's success was truly surprising. And that surprise could be in store for absolutely anyone next season. While we were just dying for Mbako to come here, and I, I just, God dang it, I was dying there right along with you guys. We have no idea what what steps these guys could take in, in just this offseason's time. If anybody can take a step like Boo Booey seemed to take uh, between last season and this one, or two seasons ago. Gosh, it's funny with this offseason. Um, but he just took a, a huge step in his last uh, Big Ten season, and that huge step could be anywhere throughout this league. I'm hoping we see a huge step with Malik, with Caleb, with Khalil, Khalil, with all of these guys. I mean, with CJ, with Trey. And and it really can come to fruition in in literally any of these guys. It's a it's a numbers game and I really think we have a chance to hit on uh, more more of these guys than we don't. There's a lot to love on this team before we went out and got just a lot more to love. And uh, yeah, Boo Booey's announcement just had me thinking about all that stuff. Just uh, how much I, how just the possibility in each and every one of these guys. Because yeah, I mean, Boo Booey may not be an NBA talent, but he's going to be a problem in the Big Ten again next year. I imagine him coming back, it just it just brings Northwestern a uh, immediate sense of credibility that was honestly questioned with the uh, potential loss of Chase Audige and Boo Booey. We got some news regarding Jordan Dingle, who many wanted to uh, secure that second spot for the Hoosiers at the two. Uh, second leading scorer in the nation commutes to St. John's uh, despite no visits taken there. Patino got it done, no visits given. He's just one of the two, I mean, just one of the two Ivy League transfers that somehow made it to the top of the rankings. 
Honestly, the Ivy League looks like a great way to get paid. If you are smart enough to get into the... I just said the Ivy League's a great way to get paid. Yeah, no shit. A degree from there goes pr- pretty damn far. Um, I, I'm saying for basketball, like if you can get in past the standard testing, whatever you need to do to get into that Ivy League, if you can get in there and rack up some points, you have a chance to catch a bag or four. And I, this, if this is the nature of the beast now, I think that looks like a route that some players might opt to take now. Of course, you would have to be the 1% of the 1% of athletes because you'd have to be able to get into those schools. But if you are and you can ball out on, not subjectively, objectively nerdier competition, (laughs) you can get a transfer back. It's a wild world we live in. But uh, yeah, there's there's, uh, just multiple playbooks being written on how to navigate all this. Now, uh, I believe I talked a little bit last week about Bronny signing, but uh, with, with Bronny signing, it just comes to my attention that LeBron James has a locker in both Ohio State football and their basketball locker rooms. That, what, an ins- what a, a truly incredible stat. Um, I don't know if you call that a stat, a uh, footnote. Yeah, a footnote. What an incredible footnote. When, you're most inf- when your most famous player wasn't even a player, uh, I, I don't know what you're doing. Um, as far as football goes, it seems to be working, but it's it's wild. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks to uh, Tate Frazier, Tate, uh, Tate Frazier on the uh, One Shining podcast for bringing that to my attention. A little bit regarding the national news before we get into some Indiana news. <clears throat> I was listening to a uh, Kansas podcast just to get a read on the thoughts of Mbako, and uh, they kept talking about um, the earnest... Uh, Ooh, yeah, their other guy transferring out and uh, Ernest Uday and they kept saying that everything is fine because they went out there and got the top target in All-American Hunter Dickinson it was it was quite frequent that throughout all these just various podcasts it was Hunter Dickinson prefaced with All-American and I have to say this is almost fake news it's it's not fake news but it, it's almost it's damn near fake news um, whenever you that is just he was once an All-American uh, but what had he done for Michigan in his time since he got second team All-American in 2021? That year, yeah, he got Big Ten Freshman of the Year. And this year he got uh, first team All-Big Ten. But calling him All-American Hunter Dickinson every time paints a picture that he wasn't the fourth best center in the Big Ten. Omorui, I think I'd take him. It's It's false advertising. Just whenever it's prefaced like that, I, I, it, it, so you guys, when when you're looking at those transfer lists, you don't know what you're getting because uh, when that that tweet, the radar tweet about Mbako was deleted by Hunter Dickinson, I think Kansas saw the first taste of absolute buffoonery that is uh, in store. <laughs> Another just great video, if you guys haven't seen it, that's floating around out there is uh, when Cliff Alexander was uh, deciding if he was going to Illinois or Kansas. He did the old hat trick, grabbing the Illinois hat first. A bunch of Illinois uh, students looked to be videotaping themselves with the reaction. And it, it is just, there's one kid in the bottom left. If you know who I'm talking about, you know. It's just incredible. What a great video. The White Sox fan was the first to notice that uh, they were in store for pain because I'm fairly certain that he's uh, very good at recognizing that. Keeping this one short on the national news end because we have a crap load to talk about. 
in the Indiana Hoosier news. Let's get it going. So despite what every single Kansas fan out there would have you believe, would have had you thinking, the Hoosiers got him. Mbak hey, Mbak ho. The Hoosiers went out and they got their guy. Let's go. Welcome to the cause, Mackenzie Mbako. Welcome to the team. What an awesome week for Indiana basketball. What a climactic battle with Kansas. And uh, just what a victory for the Hoosiers. What, what can you say about it? What can be said about just uh, being able to go toe-to-toe with the nation's finest? We, we are up here fighting in rarefied air now. Indiana's winning isn't back. But by God, we're getting the tools and we're putting ourselves in the position to get there. So, I mean, just what a week it was with the uh, whole Mbako just as a recruiting microscope on Tuesday. uh, On Tuesday, legendary Louisville coach Denny Crum died uh, roughly 20 minutes after I saw that news. uh, I saw that Mackenzie Mbako announced the cancellation of that visit. That's all it took for me to absolutely spiral out of control. And uh, get right back into the pocket of thinking that uh, everyone holds the Indiana program in as high a regard as I do. And that Indiana was just the choice. Why would he cancel a visit if he wasn't going to the program that I love with all my heart? Right? (laughs) I I, I was a mess after that cancellation. Later that day, he announced it was down to Indiana and Kansas. Man, I felt good. I felt good until Wednesday evening. Something just didn't feel right about it. I mean, you saw it. All the Kansas fans everywhere were all but certain he was heading to uh, Lawrence. And then Thursday, we saw it was announced that uh, Ernest Uday had entered the transfer portal. And while they aren't the same position because he kind of moved because Hunter Dickinson was coming to take his minutes, this still just made my stomach hurt because they're just freeing up space. And, of course, he's a guy who can take some space because he Mbako is going to be able to provide minutes even on Kansas. It, it made my stomach sick to hear that they were making room for people. Just just a little side note on just the Ernest Uday leaving for Hunter Dickinson. I I really think uh, we need to be careful about getting wrapped up in this, he says after we just had the most emotional recruitment in Mbako. Um, it's uh, pressing out Ernest Uday, who in his sophomore year could take a huge step forward. He was a McDonald's All-American the year prior. Um Making making him leave town for Hunter Dickinson and everything that comes with it, I don't know if that's the best decision. This kid could, I mean, Bill Self knows, and of course he does. He's a basketball genius. The Kansas wins so much for a reason, okay? So maybe he does know something that we don't. But I, I feel like a McDonald's All-American leaving after his first year is a loss in itself. They aren't going to say that because they went out and got Hunter Dickinson. But it's just funny. It's just It's just... It's just odd. Dang, that's some hard-hitting stuff for you there. Honestly, heading to bed Thursday night, didn't feel well about it. Just didn't feel well about it. Everyone saw Hunter Dickinson's tweet. If you know, you know. With the uh, radar pinging. And that's when the big day happened. To Kansas, with great expectations, often comes 
great disappointment. Each loss in those recruiting battles can often feel apocalyptic. And this isn't a feeling that they've felt often. Listening again to just the Jayhawks. I do like listening to just other basketball schools podcasts because they just do it better. Of course they do because they care about it more. And it is a locked on Jayhawks great show. And although he admitted that anything can happen in recruitment, they, they, yeah, he seemed all but certain that Mbako was a Jayhawk. It was very coy in the manner that uh, some of our side was regarding the Ledlam transfer. He pointed out how, I mean, Indiana's visit coming right after Kansas was nothing to worry worry about because both Timberlake and Hunter Dickinson had uh, visits after Kansas prior to announcing Kansas. And I had listened to that that Friday morning, and again, I was just feeling bummed. And that was until I saw Hunter Dickinson deleted that coy thought under the radar tweet uh, regarding Mbako, and my hopes just jumped. My hopes soared that this was actually happening. Then I saw Xavier Johnson. I'm talking about tweets, guys, but I have never had so much emotion invested in tweets regarding Indiana basketball for some reason. This was everything for me Friday. <laughs> Xavier Johnson tweeted out a bunch of fingers crossed emojis at noon. And uh, yeah, the hard hitting stuff, guys. It, it later came to everyone's attention that Mark Cubis gave Mbako the follow in it on Instagram. And uh, we may or may not have, I honestly, yeah, we may or may not have follow, like read into that f- way too much, far too deeply. <laughs> then we saw then it was yeah then it was going around that uh Ken Nunn had hit him with a, with the follow and if you know that is actually if you know you know then he dropped it we saw the edit we saw Mackenzie Mbako to Indiana and it was in that moment that an honest honest to god Hoosier hero Adam Howard dropped the radar tweet I mean, just dropping that and absolutely dunking on Hunter Dickinson, dunking on Kansas, just the most confident fan base, and rightfully so, that they were going to land this guy. If we want to be competing with Kansas, we need to be recruiting with Kansas, and this is a this is a milestone moment. Honest to God, you guys. This is a moment I intend, I hope this program looks back on and is like, I mean, Mike Woodson's getting it done. Just, no, there's no other way to put it. He's going out there. He's getting us the guys. So, I mean, according to Peegs, Indiana is the most loaded it's ever been. If you're talking about just the talent of recruits we have, because as far as Indiana recruiting goes, you have Romeo Langford as probably the, the yeah, on Peegs.com, the highest ranked recruit that Indiana's ever uh, garnered. Right after him, we have Mackenzie Mbako at uh, number eight overall. He is our number two all-time recruit. Following him, Noah Vonley. After Noah, Cody. After Cody, Jalen hood Shafino, After Jalen, Christian Lander. Um, after Christian Lander, DJ White. Then Malik Renew. Then Tamar Page. Then Trace Jackson Davis. And those are all the recruits we've ever gotten. Now, uh, if you throw the transfer Kalel Ware into that equation, he would be nationally number eight, same as McKenzie is right now. Meaning that that would be Indiana's second, third, and eight recruits all time all taking the floor next year for the Hoosiers. Two of them taking the floor as sophomores with a year of experience under their belt, with a year of development under their belt, with an offseason to just eat, gain mass, and turn that mass into some muscle. We needed scoring from the three, and we got it. It may not be the shooting that everyone wanted, uh, but he is able to shoot. He is able to create a shot. It may not convert at the rates that we were hoping in, uh, finding there, but I think he's going to bring some stuff that we weren't, we didn't even know we needed. He's going to be able to get to the rim like an NBA player. 
He's going to be able, I mean, of course, it'll take some time to adjust to the bruising nature of college basketball. I mean, disclaimer to every basketball take ever with that one. Whatever our expectations were before we got Mbako, which for me personally, they're always going to be high. I'm always going to hope for the best and sometimes even just uh, irresponsibly expect the best. But even even without him, I was I was optimistic about what this team could do, the strides that the guys we already have could take forward. Uh, Malik Renu, um, Khalil Ware, uh, CJ Gunn, Caleb Banks, Tro- Trey Galloway, uh, Z- uh, Xavier Johnson, uh, each one of these guys. All these guys. I, I, I figured I just need to shout them out because in this time when we're just like transfer crazy, it often goes un- unnoticed, their continued commitment to this program. So, I, I, yeah, I just want to take a moment and thank them. Thanks, guys. But uh, back to Mbako. He, he brings a threat that we haven't had at that position in a while. And with him, he brings a uh, driving force for Caleb's development. I think a rising tide lifts all boats. I think this is great for the program. Uh, great for, it's, it's, you guys, it's just, I'm so happy we got him. There's no other way to put it. Wow, what, what a, <laughs> I thought Kansas was unbeatable with this shit. I thought they were. And the fact that we were the ones that went in there and beat them, beat them. Yeah. And for all of you who are like, we just heard about this Mbako guy. Why does everyone care about him so much? We didn't have any interest in him because he was Dukes. We all thought that this was just another NBA Duke guy. One of those. You know how they have two a year. So the moment he became available, the moment we heard Indiana was on board, everyone's going crazy. This guy is a top talent. Now, I will say with that, Sam Vicente joined Mark Titus this week on the Titus Show uh, to discuss just the disparity in talent between uh, the last class, which Jalen will be drafted in, compared to this one, which if all goes accord- if all goes well, if all goes extremely well, Mbako, Malik, and Kalel all go to. And Sam Vicente, who, who has his ear just on the NBA uh, execs, on uh, who, what they're thinking about the prospects entering, said that most people put Matas uh, Buzelis as that uh, best prospect of next year's class, who, I mean, he hasn't even played in college, he's playing in the G League. But even then, uh, he would be taken somewhere between five and nine in this year's draft. Uh, he, he, he said that this, this uh, incoming freshman class seems to have a lot of mid-first-round talents, but nobody's really separated themselves as those uh, class four runners. But of, of that class... Mbako is one of the best talents. He is going to bring something that the Hoosiers haven't seen. He's going to be uh, able to attack the rim from the three. He's going to be able to pull up and get his own shots. Um, He's going to be able to defend every position on the floor and defend it competently. And with him, Malik, and Kalel all taking the floor at the front time, that looks like the biggest, most impressive front court in the country. Maybe not biggest. We'll see what uh, monster Purdue finds under the floorboards this season. But, uh... There's just a lot to love in everything about this. I'm just, I'm just geeked. If you wanted to hear his uh, points per game in high school, uh, there are other avenues to go find that. I'm, I'm just here talking about how awesome it is that the Hoosiers went, put their dukes up with the Kansas Jayhawks. You guys, they are the top program right now. They, they, they run this shit. They run the, the whole show. And the fact that we are beating them back for recruits is something of note is... Something to be celebrated by this program. I was, I was uh, just thinking about, honestly, in preparation of this episode, I thought, 
Mbaka was going to Kansas prior to his uh, declaration. So I was I was just thinking how at Kansas he could be an absolute dude amongst dudes. A dude amongst dudes. Undoubtedly still an absolute dude. But in Indiana, he has a chance to be a certified dog. I mean, his first evidence of dog mentality is stepping into the role at Indiana compared to a role he would serve at Kansas. At Kansas, he, he will be a player amongst players. A good one. A good one. But at Indiana, he has a opportunity to absolutely shine. And when I say shine, I'm, I don't mean... Uh, Putting up competent numbers, I don't mean uh, stepping up in a game or two. I mean, he has he has the opportunity to shine like like Jimmy Butler style. Like, I'm just saying, he could have these series of games where he is going off for our squad. Of course, I'm getting everybody's hopes up. <laughs> it's terrible, but whatever. Hey, hey you guys, it's the offseason. We have all offseason to dream. Go wild. Don't be absolutely insane when it doesn't go according to plan. But hey, get, 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 have some fun with it right now. All the time in the world to do so. If you go to Kansas, you're joining the Warriors. KD won a title with the Warriors. Yeah. Are we acting like that's KD's like KD's title? That's a Warriors title. Mbako taking the taking the spot at Indiana. He ha- he has an opportunity to stand out that he just would not have had at Kansas. Because guess what? They just got Hunter Dickinson, and he's going to demand a lot of the ball attention. He's, there's one ball, and Indiana desperately needed somebody with that ball at the three. It was it was so awesome watching. It was interesting, um, just uh, watching the Kansas fan perspective because it was it was a mirror of our past. I saw a lot of tweets reminiscent and a lot of exchanges reminiscent of uh, just our ledlum, our connect feelings, our attitudes towards both of those transfers and the recruiting process of both of those guys. It's so nice to know that we're the ones that got to hand Kansas that perspective. Not many teams do. Not many teams get to do that, and Indiana is now one of them. That's a victory in my book. All right, just a little more Hoosier news before we uh, get out of here. Michael Penix seems to, uh, uh, yeah, I include him in Hoosier news because I love Michael Penix Jr. It's not our fault that we did I mean, it's not his fault that we could not protect him. The Indiana offensive line has been a problem. Uh, but uh, Michael Penix seems to be in the front runner for uh, potential draft picks in the NFL as far as QBs go and what better position to be drafted in the NFL for just uh, inc- incredible just what he's been able to do at Washington and great to see even though he's not doing it in in our jersey just just uh that is a genuine transfer that I support in like unconditionally this last Thursday marked 50 years of one of the most successful soccer programs in all of men's NCAA college soccer and uh just shout out to the Indiana soccer program that just keeps being a top tier talent in the country, making it to championship after championship. It's what we do in Indiana soccer. We ball out. Good on the good on the lads. Uh, just another uh, Hoosier, a little Hoosier football talk. Uh, Aaron Casey was ranked number seven power linebacker um, heading into next season, according to Pro Football Focus. Just something to keep an eye out. Uh, Indiana just develops linebackers. It's what we do. We uh, Cam Jones, again, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's hoping he gets a spot. Some softball news for you. Congrats to Terry Kern, unanimous Big Ten freshman of the year and uh, Big Ten player of the year. Led the Big Ten in 22 home runs, uh, RBs, runs, walks, on-base percentage, and slugging. Uh, third in batting average in the Big Ten. All the, led all those except for that batting average, which, which she was third. So still just incredibly impressive. Congrats to uh, Hoosiers in the NBA, OG Ananobi, who was announced to the All-NBA defensive team. The basketball team had released a few games 
of note, uh, a few dates to uh, go ahead and scribble an opponent in on. We have Indiana to play Harvard Sunday, November 22nd, or sorry, November 26th in Indianapolis. This will be the second meeting all time against the Crimson. And uh, Indiana won that last matchup 97 to 76 on December 2nd, 1972. The Indiana Hoosiers offered Kyan Anthony, Carmelo Anthony's son, uh, just something to keep an eye on. We did see that Carmelo Anthony reached out to Mackenzie Mbako regarding his commitment and just gave uh, gave the endorsement. I, I, I like to hear that because uh, if Kyan can ball, welcome to the team. <laughs> Here's hoping that uh, Carmelo can uh, give the endorsement for his son. We saw that the Hoosiers will be opening the season with Florida Gulf Coast, which is pretty awesome. Again, while while we are scheduling these non-conference opponents, it's it's important not to just go all cupcake. Florida Gulf Coast isn't going to be cupcake. I'm glad to see Mike going out and uh, getting some opponents for us. Build that resume. You guys, I'm keeping it light today. It's the offseason. Not a lot going on. But gosh, we have a lot to celebrate with this Mackenzie and Baco commitment. So uh, just before I get you on out of here, we're going to do it like we always do and hit you with that Hoosier history hit. This is your Hoosier history hit. For your Hoosier history hit this week, we have Medal of Honor recipient Gerhardt Herman Kisters. Gerhardt Herman Kisters was born March 2nd, 1919 in Salt Lake City to a family of generational fur traders. In 1937, his family moved to Bloomington, Indiana, and it was here that he would work in his father's fur shop until he would open his own in Vincennes uh, just prior to being drafted into World War II in January 1941. It was at this time that he was sent to Fort Bliss, Texas. At the end of 1942, Kisters and the rest of the 91st Cavalry Reconnaissance Squadron were sent to Morocco to join the Tunisian campaign. Now a staff sergeant, on May 7, 1943, Kisters surprised and killed a crew of German artillery guns earning a Distinguished Service Cross. That citation reads, The President of the United States of America authorized... By Act of Congress, July 9, 1918, takes pleasure in presenting the Distinguished Service Cross to Staff Sergeant Gary Herman Kisters, United States Army, for extraordinary heroism in connection with mer- in connection with military operations against an armed enemy while serving with Company B, 91st Reconnaissance Squadron, 2nd Armored Division, on May 1943 near Tunisia. Staff Sergeant Kisters made several individual reconnaissance missions, returning each time with timely and valuable information concerning location of artillery emplacements. Alone, and while subjected to enemy heavy artillery and concentrated machine gun fire and individual rifle fire, Staff Sergeant Kisters crept forward on an artillery piece which was firing on our forces near redacted. By the effective use of his hand grenades and rifle, Staff Sergeant Kisters wiped out the entire crew. The extraordinary heroism, initiative, and devotion to duty, with complete disregard for his own welfare displayed by Staff Sergeant Kisters, reflect great credit upon himself and the military service, and are deserving of the highest praise. Now, now, if you heard me read all that, that was, again, for the uh, Distinguished Service Cross. And if you were paying attention to me at the beginning of this, you would know I am talking about Medal of Honor recipient Gary H. Kisters. So, it wasn't but... A little over two months later, on July 31st, 1943, his unit, now traveling with the 2nd Armored Division, was taking part in the Allied invasion of Sicily. It was near Gagliano, Sicily, where Jerry would earn his Medal of Honor. I'll let the citation tell the story. 
on 31 July 1943, near Gagliano, Sicily, a detachment of one officer and nine enlisted men, including Sergeant Kisters, advancing ahead of the leading elements of the U.S. troops to fill a large crater in the only available vehicle route through Gagliano, was taken under fire by two enemy machine guns. Sergeant Kisters and the officer, unaided, and in the face of intense small arms fire, advanced on the nearest machine gun emplacement and succeeded in capturing the gun and its crew of four. Although the greater part of the remaining small arms fire was now detached on the captured machine gun position, Sergeant Kisters voluntarily advanced alone toward the second gun emplacement. While creeping forward, he was struck five times by enemy bullets, receiving wounds in both legs and his right arm. Despite the wounds, he continued to advance on the enemy and captured the second machine gun after killing three of its crew and forcing the fourth member to flee. The courage of this soldier and his unhesitating willingness to sacrifice his life if necessary served as an inspiration to the command. When he was awarded the Medal of Honor on February 18, 1944, Jerry H. Kisters became the first American soldier to be awarded both the Distinguished Service Cross and the Medal of Honor in World War II. Kisters was sent back stateside following... His absolute, I mean, just riddling by bullets by the Germans. And uh, he continued his efforts by um, teaching recon at Fort Riley and reached the rank of first lieutenant when all was said and done. Following the war, he reopened that first shop and would succumb to death at the age of 67. He was buried at Rose Hill Cemetery in Bloomington, Indiana. Not all heroes wear pinstripes, people. This this, uh, Hoosier history hit that was uh, your Medal of Honor recipient. Jerry H. Kisters. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Often Daunted Podcast. Might have been a little bit all over the place, but I appreciate you all for tuning in. I'm going to be here again next Monday. I am here every week this offseason, so uh, give me a listen, give me a like, give me a subscribe. If you're not embarrassed of listening to the show, go ahead and tell your friends about it. Um, if you feel like you have anything to contribute to the show, any recommendations, feel free to give me uh, reach out to me at oftendaunted at gmail.com. Or you can feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at Often Daunted. Thank you so much again for listening, guys. We got him, Baco. We, we punched the giant in the mouth, at least. Down with Kansas. Whatever rock chalk is, down with it. Limestone, baby.